Thank you for joining us for the FS Monroe podcast with Pastor Terrell Turner. Our vision is that as we teach faith and love, we can duplicate ourselves and lost others. So open your heart now to receive the ministry of God's Word. Uh, we started out uh, our first Sunday teaching on lifting limits. Amen. How do we move from uh, this place where we are into where God really has us to be? How do we shake where we are and move in a place? I mean, I want to live in a, in a life where, you know, there's no limitations, Amen. where my dreams and my heart's desires come to pass. Uh, so we talked about that. We talked about six ways to move out of limitation. And then we did two weeks of our faith book. And we said, all right, how do we make faith work for, for me? Not just for you, but I need this thing to work for, for me. Amen. I need to see God manifest in my life. Yes. We talked about... Uh, we got to find the promise in God's word that relates to our need. Amen. we got to sow some financial seed. We've got to meditate on the promise. We've got to declare every day that it belongs to us. Yes. And we've got to make a move Amen. and begin to actually step out on this thing. And, um, you know, it's one thing for me to have it, but I'm not here just for me. I'm here for you. Amen. This ministry exists. The whole purpose why there's a church Amen. here is that we can take God's word, apply it to our life, and then see it work. That's why there's a Faith Soldiers Word Ministries. That's why there's a Faith Soldiers Word Ministries in Monroe. That's why there's a Pastor Carl Turner. That's why I'm here. Yes. No other reason. We're Amen. not just here to wear suits and tie. We can wear t-shirts and boots for all I care and sing the pretty songs. But if we can raise up a people in the, mi- in the middle of Monroe who would take this word and revolutionize Union County. So today's all going to tie together. We've talked about faith. We've talked about limits. Let's put it together. Unlimited faith. That's the topic of today. Unlimited faith. Moving in unlimited faith. Now moving into a realm where there are absolutely no limits. We talked about, well, what is a limit? And we said that a limit was something that binds and holds down. It is a something that comes to confine you. It is a prescribed maximum. You cannot go... right here. That is a limitation, a physical limitation, a spiritual limitation, economical limitation. But a limitation really is a mindset. We'll prove that. It's not just a mindset for for Christians. Think about people in the world. Think about athletes or movie stars. You know, what would you say, so-and-so? You can be anything you want to be. You can go anywhere you you want to go if you don't give up. Even the world says that. But all they do really is take a, a, a word principle. They don't know it and apply it to their lives. Uh, I don't know the particular story of the movie, but maybe you've heard about the lady who uh, got her arm or her leg chopped off by a shark. She had a, a, the attack, uh, but she was continually able to surf. Or the guy who uh, lost both his legs got amputated, and he still ran in a race and won Olympic gold. They told him he'd never walk again. He never be able to do the things that he loved, but he didn't let that stop him. Well, now, if people who are not saved and born again can operate in these principles, then how much more can we, and we have the truth of God's word, if we'll just begin to put this stuff to work? But we, uh, limitation is what we think. It's a mindset. You can allow what the doctor says or what the people said to make you think like, oh, I'll never walk again. I'll never pursue this. I'll never have a dream home. It is a mindset. Uh, to be limited is to be content. Content where I am. Well, I, I'm okay. 
you know, as <clears throat> long as I have, you know, as long as you got a roof over your head, you're all right. You know, that's all, all you need is a, uh, is a roof over your head and, you, and you'll be okay. And so we settle for the one-bedroom or the two-bedroom uh, uh, kitchenette with the, with the, you know, whatever. Come on. I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm not saying that's bad. Please don't misunderstand me. But there's, there's so much more uh-huh. to life. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You never know that somebody would come and, and, and fix your car at your house. If you never ever move into that place in life, you'd never know that um, what what real customer service really is all about. If you never go to a five star restaurant or a five star, you don't know what steak tastes like (laughs) until you've had it, you know, done the real way. Limitations. A limitation looks at your five physical senses to predict your future. How am I looking how am I seeing? How am I feeling? Your senses limit you and keep you right where you are. Limitation. Limitation. Why, have I, why am I right here? Why have I not moved past where I am? Why am I in the same place I was five years ago? Why am I in the same place I was five months ago? I'm limited. Limitation hinders the exposure of God. Remember Moses in Pharaoh's house. Guy was raised up, raised with princes and raised uh, in the house of the king. But now he moves and he was not content with where he was. There's something. Um, I mean, he's in the house of the Pharaoh, but there's something still itching. him. this is not where I'm supposed to be. Something is there's got to be more to me than this. And so it moved him to leave the house of Pharaoh, move into the, the, the wilderness and the desert. And now that's where he found his purpose. That's where he found where he was supposed to be because he was not content with where he was. And you'll never, ever move until there becomes a sense of there's got to be something more. Come on. This, is, this is not okay. You'll never see the other side. You'll never see your purpose. You'll never see your destiny fulfilled or called into being if you're just, well, you know, I've got my two cars now. I've got my wife and my kids and, you know, I've got such and such in the bank, and I got a, I've got an okay job, and it's just the middle of the road. It's not too good, not too bad. I'm, I'm all right. You are now limiting yourself. There's more to life than where you are. There is better than where you are right now. Yes, sir. Now, uh, sorry, this is bothering me. Everybody's got a, a, probably a cell phone, right? Maybe. Or you've, you've seen a cell phone? I got a pen. There we go. All right. Um, now, if you're not on Sprint, if you're on like a Verizon or AT&T, some, some of the conventional ones, uh, you're on a, a plan, and you may have a limited minutes, 450 minutes, 750 minutes a month, uh, or you have the data that enables you to connect to the Internet. I happen to be on the unlimited data plan. So therefore, I can surf and bring down videos and just to my heart's content. Or if you have unlimited talk, you can just talk grandma and, you know, check out the people in California and just any time of day, don't go worry about it. If you're not on that plan, you got to track your minutes, track your data, track your time. There's a cap. It says you can't go past two gigabytes. You can't go past... Yeah. 
400 minutes. If you do, it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you some more. I'm now trying to teach you how to remove that cap off your life. Yeah. Move past this pre-prescribed amount that says now, no, you can move into whatever your heart's desire is. Yes, That's why we're here this morning. Amen. My dad said this, and it's, oh my goodness. The main reason why you've not seen what God has called you to hear this, the main reason why you've not seen what God has called you to is because you've settled for what he has not called you to. I'm going to say it again. The main reason you've not called you into is because you've settled and you've received what he has not called for you. Why have I not seen this manifest in my life? Because you accepted what he didn't call for. Why have I not seen this breakthrough? Why have I not seen growth? Why have I not seen expansion? Why have I not seen healing? Because you've, you've, you've settled for it. Because once you come to the point where enough's enough, we're going to prove it today, you're going to do something about it. <laughs> Limitation deprives you from discovering the exploits of God's word. Fear, doubt. What will God's word produce? This is everything that we need. Now, something that you need to capture and something you need to hear is that right now, wherever we are in our lives, is based upon our current word level. You cannot go past where you are in the word. But your life and your word level are one and the same. If I have a prosperous life, I've got a pretty good word level. I'm spending time in God's word. But now if I neglect God's word, then that's going to also directly affect my life. That's right. Why do I have pain and sickness in my body? Well, it's because I don't have the word that says that I'm healed and whole. Why am I broke, busted, disgusted, and aggravated? And it seems like I'm living from paycheck to paycheck and I'm losing money. And the more I work, the worse it gets. And the more I, I get more overtime, the, the further behind I get my bills. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's because my life is directly proportionate to my word level. Defeated Christians have no word level. Defeated marriages have no word level. Busted relationships with children have no word. Defeated churches have no word. The power of this church will be directly related to the level of word that comes out of this church. The word that comes out of this pulpit will directly affect the level that you're on. So, I've got to get strong in the word of God. I've got to find in God's word. Remember last week, a promise that relates to my need. My, the word of God is directly relational to my personal life. The Bible says that he upholds all things by the word of his power. So when I get sick, am I so quick to jump to the doctor? Or is the first, my first response is, I rebuke you, Satan. This pain has got to go. Where's my trust? Where's my confidence? When that bill comes in that says it's the second notice and it's behind, or I'm sorry, uh, Mr. Smith, but there's been some kind of uh, mistake in the computer and your, your, your check didn't clear and you're going to owe a little bit more this month. Do you panic? You get afraid. 
Because now if you're limited, you will not see God's exploits move. You'll never know that God will come in and he'll get in the computer and turn it around or he'll call somebody to get to you what you need. You'll never know that if you're moving in fear. You'll never see God move. You'll never walk on water if you don't step out in the boat. Moving now into unlimited faith. What did Jesus do in Matthew chapter 4 when, this, when the devil came, the tempter came? Well, if you be the son of God, you'll do this. And if you're hungry, you'll do this. If you really was uh, believing in God, you would do this. Well, he didn't respond out of his emotions. He didn't respond out of fear. He said, it's written. It's what the word says. Come on, booger. Well, I got something else. Well, it's written. Every time the Satan's had something there was an answer of the word. Yeah. And you've got to respond to your situations with the word. You can't cry about it. You can't moan about it. You cannot complain about it. You can't uh, 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 pray your way through it. You've got to speak the word only. That centurion said, if you'll just speak the word only, I know within myself my servant will be healed. And then Jesus said, this is the greatest faith in the entire kingdom. When you speak God's word, when you speak God's word, that's operating in unlimited faith. When you speak God's word, I've got to speak the word in every situation. There's our example, Jesus. Now, he was face to face with the devil. We didn't, you know, it may seem like the devil in the house. But, but his response was, it is written. His response was, it is written. Father, I'm reminding you to your word. Father, I'm reminding you what your word says. Father, I'm reminding you what your word says. I'm not going to be moved. Limitation stops faith from moving. Wherever there's doubt, there will be no faith. But wherever there's the word, there will always be faith. Faith shows up where there's the word. Automatically, where there's the word, there's faith. Where there's faith, there's the word of God. Faith cannot move where there's doubt. If you remember where Jesus was moving uh, to Jairus' daughter, and there was doubt, there was moaning. Oh, not my baby, Lord. Jesus, my baby, Lord. Oh, oh, y'all know how black folk get the funeral. I've seen them get in the casket. But that's really because they didn't, they had a relationship that they could have fixed while they were on. She gone now. Mama gone now. So always take care of your parents. Always honor your mother and your father. Always honor your sisters. Whether they, they're crazy or not, you do your part. Do your part. Do your part. Do your part. Just, I just called to say I love you, click. is all you got to do. But do your part. But Jesus could not move. He had to get the doubters out. Can't move here. Get out. Go, bye. Why? Because where there is doubt, there can be no faith. So, limitation stops faith from moving. My dad always says that God does not want to do, he's not just a God of, uh, of the enough, he's the God of more than enough. Wait a minute, he's not just a God who is enough, he's the God who's more than enough. He doesn't just want to pay your bill, he wants to eliminate the bill. Eliminate. Yes, sir. He don't want to just pay your bill, he wants to eliminate that bill. Well, now that completely changes my outlook on life. That changes my thinking. That God is a God who does not just meet my need. He he eliminates my needs. He says, you are my shepherd. I shall not want. Psalm 23, when I'm in the scripture now. So he's a God who's more than enough. He does exceedingly abundantly above all that I can 
thing. But don't stop there. According to the power that works in you. What power? Deuteronomy 8.18. You remember the Lord who gives thy power to get wealth. Not just financial wealth, but spiritual wealth. Emotional wealth. Relationship wealth. So, he is a God who is more than enough. Amen. Oh, well, now that, now that makes me understand where my source is. Now that makes me understand that God is, I, I, I'm not just limiting myself to, okay, well, I'm just going to have my needs met. But I believe, God, that I won't have any bills. I believe, God, that I can live a lifestyle that uh, supersedes where I am. Amen. Hmm. Unlimited faith. God will get you one car. He's big enough to get two. Get you one house. He's big enough to get you two houses. Really? Yeah. If he can get you the one job, he can get you the next job. Yes, sir. And get you another promotion. You cannot limit God. Now, God did not call you to be average. That's why I'm here to put this out of you. God did not call you to be average. Tell your neighbor, God did not call you to be average. Go on, tell him. God did not call you to be average. Ask him, do you believe that? <laughs> Fall out of love right now. Get out of love. Get uncomfortable with that one bit. Go ahead and get uncomfortable with it. That's not your destiny. That's not. That's not God's best for you. Unless it's what you want. If that's what you want, praise God. Go forward. I'm not here to knock that. But go ahead and get uh, that hoopty. Mm-mm. That uh, wish car. I wish it would start. I pray it's going to start. Oh, I, uh, man, trust me. I've, uh, you know, get out the car some, put your hands on the motor, and let's pray. At the stoplight, people looking at us, you know, that's an embarrassing thing. We hit the stoplight. <laughs> I would move if I want to. I cannot move. And you out there, you just shout out of both sides. In the name of Jesus, car start. Car start. And Jesus, you don't know what faith is. And, you know, thank God's best for his children. I mean, would you want, would you want little Ashton when he gets 16 years old on the side of the road, broke down and car bomb? No. You want the best for your children. God wants the best for his children. You're his children. You're his daughter and you're his sons. He wants the best for your life. But you can't limit him. Now, let's turn to John chapter 5. I'm going to borrow a Bible this morning. But it does match my outfit, so. uh. (laughs) John chapter 5. Praise God. Let's get into the word of God this morning. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Father. Yes. Somebody say, this is my receiving day. This is my receiving day. Amen. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you. Amen. That is right. In John chapter 5, let's begin to read at verse 1. And this, there was a feast of the Jews. Now, the Jews was, we're talking about the religious part of the children of Israel. So the the, the religious people and the, the doctors of that day are having a feast. And Jesus goes up to Jerusalem, and Jerusalem is the capital. Now, there was at Jerusalem by the sheep market. Now, uh, 
uh, in Jerusalem, they have gates. There's the gate called Beautiful. Uh, there's the Sheep Gate. There's the different gates that guard the city that people can come in. There's gates for people and there's gates for animals. Now, this particular gate, they're at the uh, Sheep Gate. This is where they would exchange and do business. There's a pool there uh, in the Hebrew, Bethsaida. Uh, and there lay a great multitude of impotent. That means they uh, can't, can't walk, uh, cannot see. They're halt and they're withered up, waiting for the moving of the water. Verse 4 said, an angel would come down at a certain season into the pool, would trouble or touch the water. Whoever uh, would step in was made whole of whatever disease he had. Now, whoever would step in first. Now, when the season hits, it ain't time to be uh, wondering about what God said. It's time to move. You don't be second guessing when 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 the season hits, when the season of harvest hits. When the season of abundance hits, when your due season comes in, get out of my way. I'm going to get mine. <laughs> and a certain man was there, verse 5. A certain man was there which had a sickness. How long, y'all? 38 years. How long? 38 years. How long? 38 years. Dude was there 38 years. That's longer than I've been alive. Come on. <laughs> Preaching to myself this morning. How in the world can you be in a situation and a position 38 years and not get a breakthrough and not get a, a, a tangible manifestation of God? It's a long time to pray for something. That's a long time to want something. That's a long time to wait for something. 38 years. Good God. Come on. And Jesus saw him there, verse 6, and knew how long he'd been there. And he said, will you be made whole? That's not really what he said. Again, we've talked about this, and it's not the translation's fault, the, the people's fault. Uh, they wrote the scripture in Hebrew. They wrote it in, in Greek. But sometimes when you translate, you don't get the full meeting. I'll give you a quick example. Uh, when I traveled, we did um, a meetings, and we were in Latin America. We'd be in Mexico, Costa Rica, whatever. And sometimes they'd say, uh, praise the Lord. Or if I said uh, in Peru, they, have a, they sing in, in Peru. And they say, I believe it's grito de juvido. Uh, and I, w- I would pronounce that, I would say, uh, praise the Lord. But that's not really what it means. Uh, when you're native to that particular place, you understand that it means to uh, usher with a great sound from the gut. That's not just a praise, that's a, uh, it's a, it's a warfare praise. Well, as an English person, I don't understand that, so I miss some of the translation. That's what happens sometimes in Scripture. He did not really say, we've made whole. He, he's saying, what will you do? Come on. Do you, how bad do you want to be made whole? You've been here 38 years. How bad do you want it? How bad? Are you really tired? You've been talking about changing. You've been talking about moving. You've been talking about your job. You've been talking about your house with the leaky pipes or your, your relationships. But how bad do you want that thing to change? Because today your answer is here. 38 years. Why? Because he was, a, he was surrounded by lame people. Mm-hmm. He's surrounded by blind people. Well, I can't get you to the pool if I can't see. I can't help you if I can't walk myself. So the people around you will limit you. Mm-hmm. You got to get around people that will push you towards your destiny. 
And so many people around us are limiting us, family members included, because they can't see what you see. They can't go where you want to go. That's right. Amen. You got to shake off those people that are around you that are limiting you. But you got to, if you're broke, you're not going to get it. And you're around people who are broke. All y'all broke. All y'all broke. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. How are we going to pay for the meal if none of us got money? Tell the truth. What, 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 what good is it if all of my friends are F students? Tell the truth. I'm going to be an F student. Yep. Probably wise to get around them geeks and nerds, quote unquote, who, who know some science and know some biology yeah. that I might can get that rubbed off on me and understand. So now, Jesus says, well, look at verse 7. Let's not skip that one. Verse 7. The man said, uh, sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool. Because when I'm coming, another person steps down before me. I just don't have no help. I'm by myself raising these kids, and I ain't got no help. And, oh, the Mexicans taking all the jobs, and, oh, the white man, he, he kept us in slavery, and we just excuses, limitation, staying where I am, not looking at myself. So what does Jesus say? <laughs> Rise, take up your bed, and walk. So in one day, 38 years, but in one day, his life was changed. He heard a word. Heard a word. And one word from God will change your present situation for eternity. He got around a person who could help him, and immediately his situation was changed. Yeah. That limitation was moved off of his life. Mm. Now, it's interesting to see what happens next. Uh, and the Jews... Uh, which saw him cured, said it's the Sabbath. It's not lawful for you to carry your bed. Dude been sick for 38 years. They, they have seen him. They know him. This is Joe Jr. Joe Jr. been there for 38 years. It's the Sabbath. You can't walk. What? That's just like religion. Tell the truth. To come and limit now the move of God's spirit. Yep. Tell the truth. I was... When was that? I was uh, listening to the radio to see. Um, I never listen to the radio. I really don't. But I was going through, uh, having to flip the channel, try to get to the sports, look to listen who won on, on uh, Monday. And uh, Gospel Station uh, came on. And uh, I love I love y'all. I love everybody. Uh, but let's bring some truth. So uh, the song on, on the radio was uh, yeah, classic gospel. Love it. We can go there all night long. I mean, I, I'm a musician, so I love this. This is classic gospel. Uh, but it was, we all know the song. It was uh, Fix It, Jesus. Fix it like you said you would. Come on. Fix it, Jesus. Fix it, Jesus. I mean, it's classic right there. We can go all town all day now. But Jesus already fixed it. He fixed it 2,000 years ago. But if my mindset's not right, I wouldn't know that. Then the next song, dude came in there, oh, the harder I try, the worse it gets. When I look to my right, trouble all around. When I look to my left, there's death and heals and mo heals and mo heals. I don't want to be where he's at because I, I, 
He said, surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. He said, he'd lead me in the green pastures. But if I don't know that word, right. if, you know, I skip that part. And I'm like, oh, that is right. It does seem like every time I try to work, <laughs> nobody understands what I'm going through. That's right. Yes, Lord, say it. Yes, Bishop. Because he just don't know. He just don't know. He just don't know. <laughs> Now, I'm not making fun. I'm not making fun. But we, we got to get a word. Because the word tells me that he's already fixed it. And the word tells me that it doesn't have to get harder. It says that the path of the righteous is a shining light. It gets brighter. It gets better until the perfect day. That's what the Bible says. If I don't know that, then I see that, that minister to my emotions and that minister to how I feel. And I told you that limitations are moved by my five physical senses. Tell the truth. Okay? So please understand that, understand my heart today. Somebody declare this with me. Say, I am, I am anointed, anointed to, succeed. to succeed. Say it again. I'm anointed, I'm anointed to, succeed. to succeed. Say it again. I'm anointed, I'm anointed to, succeed. to succeed. I don't care where you came from. I don't care who your parents are. I don't care what college you went to or didn't go to. If you're a dropout and you, you had a third grade it does not matter. You are anointed today to succeed. There is no limitation in your life. Amen. He takes the foolish things of his world to confound the wise. You are called out. And on you today, right now, in this place, is an anointing to succeed, to go where you've never gone before, to do that business, to do that ministry, to write that book, to do that dance, to whatever it is, to publish it. You are anointed today to succeed. So, how do I now move into unlimited faith? Number one, I got to change my thinking. Again, sounds, sounds familiar. We, we've, we've talked about this. Yes, sir. But it's important. I got to change my thinking. Let's turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Somebody say, change my thinking. Change my thinking. That's, that's really what I'm doing this morning is to get you to understand that I got to see myself in the word of God. I've got to change how I, I've got to think unlimited to receive the unlimited supply. Tell the truth. <clears throat> change my thinking. In Ephesians chapter 4, this is Paul talking now. In verse 23, let's all read that together. Everybody there? In Ephesians chapter 4, Amen. we there? Yes, sir. Verse 23, 1, 2, and read and be in the spirit of your mind. And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. This is a continual process, yes, a renewal. Yes. Uh, every day your cells renew themselves, they regenerate. So every day I've got to renew my mind. I've got to wash my mind with the word of God because there's going to be situations and there's going to be things to confront you and to combat you. But you've got to wash your mind every day with the word of God. I've got to renew my mind with the word of God. What does God say about this? What did he say about this? Renew my mind in the word of God. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, chapter 23 and verse 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is, as I think is how I am. And the way I change my thinking is to get into the Word of God. Yes. Remember, how my Word is is how my life is going to be. Yes. More Word, better life. Less Word, less life. Yes. As I think, so I am. 
So I got to get the word in my heart, get the word in my eyes, get it in my ears. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, Romans 10, 17. So now as I get that word, it changes my concept. It changes how I see myself. And now I begin to act that way. And it produces in my life. I'm more than a conqueror. I am blessed. He calls me beautiful. He calls me his royal priesthood. Now that begins to change how I see myself. And now I don't longer work in low self-esteem. And a man can't treat me in a kind of way. Or a woman can't treat me in any kind of way. Because I found in God's word who I am. Change my thinking. Oh, God does. He, it's okay for me to have uh, uh, a nice watch. It's okay for me to have a, a nice car, and, and this is how I get this done. Oh, so now that changes how I think, right. how I see, change my thinking. Somebody say, I am, I am. what I think I am. Tell your neighbor, you are what you think you are. That's it. You are what you think you are. Do you see yourself a winner? Come on. Do you believe you can? Yes. All right. Then you will. Hallelujah. Imagination is a visual image of your present future at forming new ideas or concepts without looking at my present senses, my imagination. I was the only child, so I had to have a visual, vivid imagination. I had to play catch by myself. I had to be the cop and the robber, the cowboy and the Indian. I had to be Batman and Robin. So I had to have a vivid imagination. So I, I couldn't look at what it looked like. I had to go inside there and, you know, reading Rainbow, a whole new world. You know, had to go in there and imagination, what do you see? When you lay down at night and close your eyes, what do you imagine? What do you dream up? Now, I'm here to tell you how to move from dreams into reality. Come on. That God doesn't want that stuff in your dreams. He wants it in the here and now. Yeah. Come on. Come on. This is how we get it done. Yes, now, let's turn to Joshua chapter 1. Praise God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Joshua chapter 1. Unlimited faith. Praise God. In Joshua 1, chapter chapter 1, rather, in verse 7, he says, well, first of all, well, let's go up to verse 1. And after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass, the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun. And he said, uh, Moses, my servant, is dead. Doesn't sound like very compassionate to me. Come on. Oh, you don't understand how I feel. Now, God said to Joshua, look, you've mourned. You have cried. I know you loved him, but Moses is dead. He's gone. He's with me now. It's time to get up. You've got a people to lead. You've got a, you got a, you got a, 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 a field and a, and a land to conquer. You've got a people to conquer. So all that stuff in the past, I didn't go to high school. It's dead. It's gone. Come on. But my bill, I, didn't, I got a low credit score. It's dead. It's gone. Any man being Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Look, behold, all things are made new. 
So leave that stuff behind you. Leave your past behind you. He hurt me and he did this and they didn't love me and I was the black sheep of the family and I was the middle child and they didn't give me my birthday present when I was six years old. Let that stuff go. I'm sorry. I know you wanted your candle and you wanted the big boy and the, the little uh, beanie oven, my, my, bake, my bake machine, whatever it was. I know you didn't get it, but it's, I'm sorry. Let, easy bake oven. Thank you. <laughs> let it go. Let, let it go. Let it, let it go. Let it go. We'll get you one on eBay, okay? But it's move forward. Somebody say move forward. Move forward. Let it go, man. You, you, can't, you can't move forward. You stay looking backward. Quit looking back. In verse 7, he says, only be strong and be very courageous. that You can do my word, which your mentor Moses gave you. Don't turn from it. Because when you do so, you will prosper wherever you go. Not someplace, you go wherever. That's unlimited. He says, this word, this book, don't let it leave your mouth. But meditate therein day and night. And then you'll make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Not just success, but good success. So, change how you think. Come on, change how you think. There's bigger, there's better, there's brighter, there's more. He said, I will increase you more and more. As Psalms 115 and verse 14. And you're not too old. You're just getting started. It's not too late for you. It's not, it's, your time has not passed. It's right here. The Bible says now faith. It's right now. This is your due season. Right here, right now. It is for you if you'll take a hold on it and grab it and run with it. Now, number two. Line your mouth up with the word of God. If I want to move into unlimited faith, I got to line my mouth up with the word of God. I don't care how bad your back hurts. Don't say it. But you just don't know. Well, then keep it to yourself. But don't speak your problem. You speak your promise. Yeah. I don't care how bad it looks. Keep your mouth with the God. I don't care how bad you hurt, how angry you get, how frustrated you are. I've been there. Keep your mouth lined up with the word of God. When you're hurting, when you are frustrated, when you can't see it, when it looks like it's failed, Keep your mouth lined up with the word of God. Amen. When they say it's impossible, when they say it can't be done, keep your mouth lined up with the word of God. In good season, in the not so good seasons, keep your mouth lined up with the word of God. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't, don't, don't. How you doing? Well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Well, you, you all right. That's, that's about how much you are. How you feel today? Well, you know, my knee's been hurting. And, uh, they said if I take 800 milligrams, they said it might help. But I'm believing God. No, you can't put that on the end and try to patch that up. No, but, you know, I'm healed. I'm healed. You know, God is, God is moving and he is, he is all up in my body right now in the name of Jesus. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm I'm pursuing my sweet place in life. That's how I'm, I'm, I'm faith in it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm faith in it. Yeah. You can't say anything. Else. I'm, I'm, 
I'm, I'm Jesus. I'm just, you know, Jesus is all I can say. And sometimes all you can say is this Jesus. And thank God there's power in that name. That at that name, every knee must bow and tongue must confess that he's Lord. So sometimes all you can say is, oh, God. And sure enough and soon and very soon help is, is right there when you need it. Don't, don't speak that doubt and unbelief. If you just, just, just keep it shut. Can y'all make me sick? <coughs> yeah. No, speak the blessing over them. I don't care how frustrated they are. They banging and running and crying and got paint on the wall and came in there and crayon on the carpet. Well, you blessed man of God. You come on up here. Continue to speak the promise. Continue to speak the promise. Don't get frustrated. Don't allow your emotions to move you off the promise of God. Speak the word of God instant in season and out of season. Now let's look at James chapter 3. James chapter 3. I feel, I don't feel bad, but I just hate that the people, some people miss this. That's why it's good to be in church. This church, amen. Let's make it specific. James chapter 3. Amen. Line my mouth up with the word of God if I want to move into unlimited faith. Now, in James chapter 3, he says there in verse 8, but the tongue. Tongue, nobody can tame this bad boy. Is full of unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Solomon said that death and life is in your tongue. And you'll eat the fruit thereof. How many times have our tongue have gotten us in our mouths? My mom would say, watch your mouth, boy. This thing right here. He says, therefore, with the, with the tongue, we, we bless God, even the Father. And then we curse men. He says, well, the same mouth, we praising God, hallelujah, this is the day. In the same time, we curse men. Did you see that dress that Sister Butterball had on the day? That was kind of tight. I don't think she should have wore that color. That don't look right on her. The same mouth. Oh, y'all know, we church folk, you know. Oh, praise God, brother. It's so nice to meet you. God is moving in your life. He's so good. Amen. I can't stand that, brother. Tell the truth. He said sweet and bitter water can't come out of the same fountain. How, how you, you can't praise God on Sunday, but then curse him on Monday. You can't say all my needs are met on Wednesday and, I'm, and I can't make it on Thursday. Make up your mind. You want to be in defeat or you want to be in, 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 in victory? Which one do you want to be in? Pick a side and choose it and, and stick with it. You can't be on both. You can't be wishy-washy up and down. I got to keep my mouth lined up with the word of God. I can't talk faith on one day and then I don't know if I'm going to make it the next day just because the, the storm came. Oh, now you're going to doubt God? Now the same one who brought you to the fire will be the one who will keep you to the flood. Yeah. He, he's still God. still God. He's still on the throne. He has not forgotten you. He knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're facing. Keep your mouth lined up with the word of God. Oh, but it just seems like I can't make it. No, don't, don't speak that. Man, I just seem like my husband, he just, he's just, ah, oh, that, oh. 
God, I just can't stand it. <laughs> well, you're speaking that. Yeah, the truth. Oh, I just love him so much. Yeah. Got to speak. speak. Oh, I just, oh. <laughs> you know. I know what I'm talking about. Oh, I just, I love my church. I love going here. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Rehearsal again. Amen. Just. Come on in here, you wonderful singers, you. Y'all anointed today. Amen. Praise God. And you have to speak the promise. You have to continue to line your mouth up with God's word and say what he said, and then you will see what he said. Keep Watch this. Watch this. You want to get on my dad's bad side? Go talking in, in doubt. Oh, that's a good way to get a sermon. Oh, Jesus. Don't, 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 don't do that. Keep this. Watch this. The Bible says, take heed to what you hear. David said, I will put a bridle over my mouth. And so what I want you to begin to do now is I want you to make a conscious effort to now begin to watch the things that you say. Listen to what you're saying and begin to correct that before you speak that. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, amen. I'm, I, I can, I'm, a, I'm passing this test. This is, I've already passed it because faith is, is right now. That, that, uh, did you apply for that job? Yeah, it's mine too, man. I, I tell you what, God, it's mine. That's your faith. Well, what happens? What happens, Pastor Terrell, if it don't happen? Well, that, don't even pray then, because you don't even believe it. Your faith has to be winning only. That's the only option. Losing is not an option. Defeat is not an option. Failure is not an option. This church growing is the only option. Remember the old commercial? Uh, y'all probably don't remember this. Remember the old commercial with Charles Barkley, and he <laughs> he'd be the Gillette. He'd be anything less is uncivilized. Yeah. But anyway, anything other than what your faith stands for cannot be accepted. Well, sometimes, sometimes it's just right where we are. You know, uh, 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 the pain is there in my knee and I'm confessing God's word and I'm, I'm, I'm trusting him. And I go to the doctor and they said it, it's gotten worse. Yeah, that, may, that may happen, but I still don't receive that. Amen. I may have gone and I applied for that loan and I got turned down. That, 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 that could happen. It doesn't mean God's not working. Right. It doesn't mean your faith isn't working. Right. It just means that wasn't the place. That's, That's all it that's means. Right. That's right. It just means you weren't supposed to go to the Ford dealership. You're supposed to pray, and now you, you might need to go to the Mazda. Yeah. That's all it means. Yeah. Or you may have gone too low. Yeah, maybe you need to be over there at the, the BMW lot. Just might. I don't know. Come on. But it doesn't mean that the Word's not working. Tell the truth. This word's always working. The word just works. So don't, don't, don't allow that devil of doubt to come creep in there and say, oh, you know, we've been praying for Ashen and he didn't listen today, so I think he might be digressing. Don't speak that, no. I don't mean that. Just he had a bad day. <laughs> so we all have, you know, that's all it means. I'm still winning. I'm still winning. Y'all receive that? All right. Let's look at John chapter 8. The word works, man. If you'll stand still, you will see the salvation of the Lord. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. You will reap in due season if you don't faint. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. You didn't gave all that church all your money at last $20. That stuff don't work. Oh, no, no. Stand still. Keep your mouth lined up with the Word of God. 
No, I gave and it shall be given unto me. He supplies all my needs. I've reaped, I've sown, therefore I reap. A good measure, pressed down. I've sown bountifully, therefore I reap bountifully. All right. In verse 38, Jesus is talking. He says, I speak that which I have seen with my father. I'm only speaking what I've seen my father do. That's what Jesus said here. So you only need to speak the things which you've seen God do in his word. Don't say anything else, but always keep your mouth lined up with the word of God. Okay. All right. So do that. Number three, stay around people of great faith. Stay around people of great faith. Let's look at Genesis chapter 30. Almost there. Genesis chapter 30. Get around people of great faith. And I, I, I believe if, if this hasn't happened, then you need to decommission yourself from this place. <laughs> but I believe every one of you sitting in here, because you've come here one particular day, I believe that your faith has increased as a result of you being in this ministry. Amen. If it hasn't, you need to you're in the wrong church. But you, you, got, you got here and your faith increased because you're around people of great faith. And you've heard some things that, oh, wow, okay, well, cool. So I've got around great faith. This is now moving you into a level of unlimitedness, a place you've never been before. Now in Genesis chapter 30, this is so good here. Genesis 30 and verse uh, 27. Now, let's, let's, let's uh, give you a little history lesson. There's a guy, his, his name is Jacob. He's the grandson of Abraham. Jacob, um, if you know the story, he, uh, he did some trickery and some underhanded stuff like in all families. You know, lied and took his brother's birthright. Then he lied and took the brother's blessing. Uh, I don't, I'll teach this one day. Now, the blessing is different than the birthright. The birthright is your inheritance. Uh, the birthright always went to the eldest. Now, the blessing is that, it's that anointing. It's that mark of favor. The blessing is now everything you touch is just, you know, instant. Now, that's all upon us as believers in, in the book of Galatians chapter 3. The Bible says the blessing can come upon uh, those who are with, um, if you be Christ, you are Abraham's seed. Okay, so uh, Jacob now, he had to leave his house because of all this drama in the house. Y'all know about drama in the family? Mm-hmm. So he had to leave. He had to, he had to leave. And he's over there with, with his uncle Laban. <clears throat> now, in verse 27, Laban, his uncle, said to Jacob, I pray, uh, if I found favor in your eyes, uh, just stay here a little bit longer. Jacob's wanting to leave. Laban says, look, <laughs> please don't leave uh, because I, I know and I've come to learn by experience that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Because you are favored and because you have this blessing, God's been blessing me. So please don't leave me. And that's how they're going to do in your job. They're not going to fire or lay, or lay you off because you have the blessing. And they're, they have the attitude. Uh, they bless because I'm in this place. They can't get rid of me. Or my family is blessed because I'm in the family. Why you think they give you a hard time? It's because you're the blessed one. So he says, uh, please don't leave me. Now look at uh, our witness last night. Uh, 
in verse 31, I mean, excuse me, chapter 31, turn up to the next chapter. And he heard the words of Laban's son, Jacob, saying, Jacob is, Jacob is so favored, he's taken away everything of our daddies. He's gotten all the stuff because now Jacob uh, was, had the better sheep. He had the better goats. I mean, he was doing it big. And, and Jacob saw the countenance of Laban. And behold, it didn't look like it did before. <laughs> and the Lord said to Jacob, it's, it's time to go and get out of here. Uh, return to your, your, your country, and, I, and I, I'm going to be with you. And, and Jacob sent and called Rachel, his wives, and Leah to the field. And he said, I see that your, your dad's countenance is not like it was before. Uh, and you know that I, I've, I've served your father. And I have been with him. He's deceived me, verse 7. And he's changed my wages how many times, y'all? Ten times. They, they, they changed his pay raise. They took him up. They took him down. They gave him a raise and they took it back. They gave him a bonus and then put the bonus back. But no matter what you go through and no matter what you experience, Jacob never changed his confession. And, and he never moved off the promise because he knew he had the blessing. He knew what was on his life. And so there's nothing you can face today. There's no opposition you can face today that can ever stop you. You cannot keep a blessed man down. You cannot keep a blessed family down. That's you right. cannot keep a blessed church down. Amen. You can't keep a blessed woman down. Right. No attack, no dart, no deadly thing can ever attack itself against you because you are the blessed. Amen. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Stop being afraid. Nothing can harm you. Yes. Nothing can stop you. Nothing can hinder you. You're the blessed. You are the redeemed of the Lord. Hallelujah. This man was going through great persecution and, and great turmoil. They were trying to sabotage him, but he could not be stopped. My God, you cannot be stopped. You cannot. I don't care what they try to do. You know how many times they've tried to, you know, stop our ministry and, and stop my dad and stop my mother and stop me for that matter personally. But they cannot stop somebody who's been marked and who's been touched by the blessing of Almighty God. So rise up, child of God, this morning and know that you can do all things through Christ. And then nothing can stop you. Nothing can hinder you. Nothing can harm you. Thank you, Jesus. Because you understand that I am not limited today. Amen? Praise God. Now, there's other examples. There was uh, Joshua. He was around Moses and that produced faith in him. And he became the next leader of Israel. There was Ruth. And she got around Naomi. And now a widow now found her place in a family. And she met Boaz. And now Ruth comes into the lineage of Jesus. Because she got around people of great faith. There were the three disciples, James, John, and Peter. And they, they experienced the transfiguration. They, they saw Jesus. They saw Elijah. And they saw this great miracle on the mountain because they are around Jesus, a man of great faith. Get around people of great faith. Ask God to connect you with people of great faith. Ask God to connect you with business people. Ask God to connect you with those who will help you expand, who will mold and launch you, who connect you with who you need. Amen. Remember, I talked to you guys about the people on my phone. You know, the people on my phone, there's somebody who can, if I got a problem, they can answer that need. So don't just meet people just to meet meeting people. Meet people with a purpose. Amen. I want to make friends, friends with a purpose. Not just we go into the Olive Garden and, and have some breadsticks and salad and soup. But what's our purpose? I mean, that's good fellowship, but I want some people who can help push me and help propel me, not... Uh, I'm sorry, uh, can, I, can I have uh, five more dollars? I didn't bring my wallet today. And they always mooching. 
All right, now, the last thing, I, I don't think I have a slide, but that's okay. And then we'll be finished. Moving in unlimited faith, and this will move us into our offering. Remove the limit off of my giving. Remove the limit off of my giving. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 11. I'll, 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 I'll read that one. Praise the name of Jesus. Ecclesiastes is a little book in the middle of the Bible. It goes Psalms, it goes Proverbs, then it goes Ecclesiastes, then the Song of Solomon. So if you can find Psalms or Proverbs, you're pretty close. Ecclesiastes is right after Psalms and then Proverbs. And we're in Ecclesiastes, we're in chapter 11. Chapter 11. And the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, when you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. And sowing sparingly causes me to sow out of comfort. You see, it hurts my flesh to sow unlimited. I'm going to say it again. It hurts my flesh to sow unlimited. I'm going to say it a third time. It hurts my flesh to sow unlimited. But if you really want to move now into the place that God has for your life, this is the key. This is the master key. Yes, sir. My giving will launch me. My giving will propel me. Malachi chapter 3, the Bible says, when you prove me, I'll pour out a blessing. You won't have room enough to receive it. That sounds like an unlimited blessing. That sounds like an unlimited supply. That sounds like an unlimited resource. But I got to prove God first. I got to test God first. Well, how do I prove and test him? In my giving. Now, let's look at Ecclesiastes because this deals with us so, so very well. It says in verse 1, cast your bread upon the water. Now, he's not talking about uh, throwing out some hot dog buns. He's talking about our sowing, our seed. For you will find it after many days. In verse 3, it says, if the clouds be full of rain, they will empty themselves upon the earth. Uh, verse 4, whoever looks at the wind... Uh, won't sow. Who regards the clouds, uh, they won't reap. What he's saying is the person who looks at their situations, they won't sow. Well, I, you know, I, I only got uh, $50 in the bank. I, I can't sow anymore. Oh, I, I can't afford this. I've got bills. I've got kids to, to feed. I can't sow. That's looking at your present situation. But he says, when you, when you cast your bread upon the water, it comes back to you. He says, uh, if the clouds be full of rain, they'll empty themselves upon the earth. Mm-hmm. Whenever I give, each and every time that I put my seed in the storehouse, in the spiritual realm where you cannot see, each seed is a watering the earth. Mm-hmm. I'm filling my cloud with rain. Yes, sir. Now, when I want it to rain upon my life, I got to keep putting rain in my cloud. Amen. No rain, my cloud's not full yet. Mm-hmm. Let's give you a little lesson. Over in, uh, I don't know what part of science this is, but there is a process to rain. First of all, there's evaporation. Well, the water leaves the earth. Okay, then there is condensation. Condensation is when that water is now in the air and it's filling up droplets. That's called clouds. Well, the water is now being is condescending in the earth. 
and the air. Then there's precipitation. Well, we know what precipitation is. That's when the water's coming down on the earth. Okay? And then there is collection when that comes back up again. So it's four phases of rain, four phases of sowing. I need to release my seed. That fills my cloud. I've got condensation now. I've been sowing, and now that's step two. My cloud is filling up with rain. And then there's going to be a time where it precipitates and falls upon me again. And then there's a time of harvest. So I cannot look at where I am to determine what I give. I got to look at where I want to be and let that determine my giving. Don't look at where you are. Look at where you want to be. Look at your end and see that and so like that. You know, if you, my dad always taught, he always said that, you know, if you want to make, uh, let's say, for instance, if you're making $20,000 a year and you want to make $40,000 a year, release your faith. And how do I release my faith? I show God by tithing from that $40,000 a year while I'm making 20. So now I'm tithing $40 instead of $20, believing God that I have that $40,000 a year salary. Amen. That's unlimited faith. That propels you and moves you now. This is how you move in that area. Things just don't happen. Things just don't. It seems like the good things happen for good people. No. I have a knowledge of God's word. I've got these principles, and I make my way properly. We read it in Joshua 1, and I make myself have good success. So now, four things. What's number one, y'all? All right, change my thinking. What's number two? Number three. And number four, this will move you into unlimited faith. Father, I pray right now that you would seal this word with your presence. I think in the name of Jesus that you would move these precious, precious people now into a lifestyle of being unlimited. I thank you that their eyes have not seen, their ears have not even heard. They've not imagined the things you've prepared for them. Greatness, greatness rests upon each individual in this room. God, I pray from this day forward, they will begin now to change how they think, change how they see themselves. They see themselves according to your word. I thank you now that they begin to line their mouth up with your word, that they will no longer talk doubt or defeat. They will no longer allow people to speak doubt or defeat over them. They will guard their hearing and guard their speaking in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, that they will now begin to get around people of great faith. That, Lord, you'll connect them with people who can move them and propel them into their places of destiny in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that also they'll begin to uncap their giving. That they'll take their giving to another level. That they'll begin to obey you concerning giving and concerning receiving in the name of Jesus. We love you, Father. I pray that you'll do some great things in their lives. Father, you'll prove and show yourself strong in their current situation in the name of Jesus. That before this year expires, before this year expires, before this year expires, they will see your hand move in their lives. I pronounce it upon them in the name of Jesus. I pronounce new jobs, I pronounce new cars. I pronounce possession of homes. I pronounce mended relationships. I pronounce healing in bodies. I pronounce it in the name of Jesus. Manifestation in their lives. We receive it as such. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We always appreciate to hear how God is moving in your life. No matter where you are in life, we'd love to hear your story. Please visit fsmonero.org. Also, if the message you heard touched your life and you would like to support this ministry financially and make a difference around the world, you can do so by visiting fsmonero.org and click on the Give link. We thank you.